0: Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. I'm fresh from coming back from my Chicago vacation, which ironically is the setting for the number 12 film on the 50 best rom-coms list while you are sleeping. I'm excited to welcome in today's guest. I, wait, I, I, I'm sorry. Who, who who, are you again?
1: Oh, um, I yeah. I'm, we barely know each other, I guess. Um, I'm I'm Abel Cass. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah i know um let's see i we went to the same like um, church growing up for a while okay. uh okay we uh we knew each other in college
0: oh um, yeah there yeah. was
1: there was that one year where we roomed t- together where we, we you know we're like we oh. shared an apartment
0: okay okay yeah well i we
1: I, uh I... we've hung out at least in person at least once a year uh, in person i think since graduation with maybe a couple of exceptions
0: okay okay i think i think i guess i'm just gonna go with it because i guess i'm just gonna trust that uh you're okay you're okay Wait, person to talk about this Nathan,
1: maybe maybe do you have amnesia
0: <laughs> maybe How did I get here? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, it's good to say uh, Abel and I, we go way, way, way back uh, and, you know, uh, Longview roots, Baylor roots. And then just, you know, trying to survive Roots now, I guess (laughs) so. But um, uh, you might recognize his voice. Uh, He was part of our panel that discussed uh, the delightful movie, Dear Evan Hansen, (laughs) (laughs) which was not good. But uh, so this, this, at least I'm sure you're a little bit more excited about. Um, And one of the reasons that you're perfect for this is because I've just, you were, you I I don't even know how it came up, but you were always very vocal with the fact that you have always been a big Sandra Bullock fan.
1: Ab- absolutely.
0: Who's not? I mean, it, who it's can really... honestly
1: say they're not a Sandra Bullock fan?
0: <laughs> That's true. Well, let, let's grab our subway token, winter coats, and integrate ourselves into a family who we don't know at all with while you were sleeping.
2: You have to tell me what to do. I like Jack. Pull the plug. You are sick. I'm sick. You're
1: cheating on a
2: vegetable. Caravan Pictures presents Sandra Bullock.
1: These are your husband's Uh, things. not my husband.
0: (laughs) Your fiance. Bill Pullman. She drives you so crazy. You don't know whether to hug her or just arm wrestle her. Peter Gallagher. He's awake. Your family's here, Peter. In a film about
2: love. At Second Sight. Who, Who are you? While you were sleeping. Shouldn't have left the booth.
1: While shouldn't the booth. shouldn't the booth.
0: Why You are Sleeping is a 1995 American romantic comedy film directed by John Turtletaub and written by Daniel G. Sullivan and Frederick LeBeau. It stars Sandra Bullock as Lucy, a Chicago Transit Authority token collector, and Bill Pullman as Jack, the brother of a man whose life she saves. The movie also stars Peter Gallagher as Peter, <laughs> the man who is saved, another Peter, Peter Boyle, and Glennis Johns as a member of Peter's family. And there's also, uh, you might recognize him, Jack Warden as a longtime family friend and neighbor. The film was a critical and commercial success, grossing over $182 million at the box office. Bullock and Pullman received praise for their performances, and Bullock also garnered a nomination uh, at the Golden Globe Awards for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. Okay, Abel, so we kind of teased it at the beginning, but uh, why do you love Sandra Bullock so much?
1: I, I mean, as it pertains to this particular film, she absolutely carries the, the film. Uh, she is the yes. star performance.
0: For, I don't know sure. how
1: Bull, anybody said anything positive about Bill Pullman after this. <laughs> it
0: was it was not I, his best work. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, it's um, I don't think he's horrible in it at all. Um, yeah. I, I I could make the argument of being miscast because I've I'm a I'm a Bill Pullman fan. I, sure. I like the stuff he he's done and stuff. But he yes, he's a
1: great president. Yes,
0: yeah, he, he does. <laughs> uh, but um, someone might say that he has the potential to save us from aliens, even. Uh, but, I, but I would
1: <laughs> I would follow him into battle.
0: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with just she carries she carries this movie.
1: And and I think she does often when she's on screen, right? So you know, I I'm, I'm doing all of this to gloss over the fact that I just think she's you know attractive and wonderful. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, she yeah she's one of my heartthrobs, right? Um, she just yeah. she just is. I think she's uh, you know got kind of a classic look. I think she's got kind of a deadpan humor that's that's really fun. Uh, I think she doesn't take herself too seriously in the films that she's in she 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 seeks out those like humorous roles that are kind of self-deprecating and all of those things you know push all all the right buttons for me and make make her just a joy to see on screen i um i can't believe i watched as much of netflix's bullet train as i did without realizing she was the voice on, oh. <laughs> on the other end uh, sorry, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it um you know but yeah when she pops out at the end i'm like uh, of course that's why she was so reassuring in the background the whole time and you know i i, I don't know i she's she still got it for me so
0: yeah. yeah yeah i would say i probably have like under uh, appreciated her like as a whole like as her career has gone on and like probably here and there i've you know seen her and stuff um I, I did the second best picture podcast with our friends, uh, Kyle and Brandon, and we did speed. And when I'd watch that, I mean, she clearly is, uh, a standout. Cause in that, we talked about how <laughs> Keanu Reeves, it was like definitely in his Keanu Reeves at that time. And he's good as the action star in there, but yeah. there's a lot of weight that's thrown on her shoulders in that movie. And she brings a lot of life and humanity, uh, to speed. And, um, I'm trying to think we, I won't get into it cause it will be a podcast on its own, but I did watch two weeks notice kind of ahead of schedule and watched her in that. But I I've just noticed in the things I've seen lately, not just romantic comedies, but um, if she's not completely carrying the film, she, she definitely brings, I think the material up, <laughs> which in this Absolutely. case. Yeah. So, which um, I, I don't know if it's fair. To, so you being a fan of Sandra Bullock, has this made you a fan of this movie?
1: I, you know, I, how I, so this is about like how I came into it. I think probably almost, I don't remember when I first watched it. Right. Yeah. came out in 95. Um, I didn't have a girlfriend in 95, so I'm sure that it wasn't (laughs) like going to the theater to impress anybody. I'm almost positive that we did like a, a, you know, in high school, uh, you, you came to a few of them, we had a group of friends that we just got together on, I can't remember, Friday or Saturday night, probably not Friday night, because that would have been football, you know, whatever in Texas, yeah. but uh, Saturday night, or something like that, we would get together, and we would watch a film, you know, we'd all, all go to Blockbuster, and, uh, or, or not, I think a lot of times, it was kind of rotating, and you just kind of yeah. watched whatever, whoever was hosting, or whatever, somebody was going to get the film, you know, get the movie and bring it or, or whatever. And we ended up getting exposed to a lot of stuff that I think we wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Watched a lot of films that I think, you know, I didn't go well, uh, you know. <laughs> a lot of real <laughs> bummers in there. Um, yeah. But But, you know, it was great. It was great bonding time. It was a really special thing that I don't know how that happens in the world anymore? Um, I don't even know that it happened a whole lot for a lot of people at the time that we were doing it, but we just had this really committed group of friends. And, and like I said, I think you were there for some of them. I am sure, I am sure that the, this was one of those films at some point. It could have yeah. been my choice because I was I was a Sandra Bullock film fan. Of yeah, that, you know. Yeah. Um, it might have been something I picked up, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna watch this because I want to see Sandy. Yeah. Um So, you know, I think that was that was probably how I got into it was probably seeking her out or, um, by kind of happening, you know, backing into it because it some, somebody in the group of friends, uh, brought it and, and was delighted to see that. Yeah. Sandra bloke was a part of it.
0: Yeah. I, I think, uh, I had, it's been a long time since I'd seen this movie and, yeah. uh, Whitney watched this, uh, with me. And so did Hallie. And obviously it was Hallie's first time, but we, uh, I would equate it almost It had been a while for Whitney as well, since she had seen it. And to me, and it kind of makes sense. It came out a little bit after sleepless in Seattle, but I kind of equate the two movies kind of in the same vein. Like I don't think you could run across anybody who necessarily has a bad thing to say about (laughs) while you were sleeping. I think if anybody's seen it, maybe is that time when it came out, but even if they didn't see it, then I think, um, even though my initial feelings are like, I I don't think it's the strongest rom-com ever. I think it's a very cozy type of film. Like it's just, it's, it seems derivative to say it's a cute film, but I don't think that's a bad thing to say that. I just, I think it's cute. And even in preparation for this podcast, I, um, i'm glad i was doing it with you because i knew we could easily <laughs> go back and forth about this but as a movie i don't have like a whole lot to say about it necessarily does that make sense oh totally i mean
1: it, we're <laughs> watching it because it's on the rom-com list right there as as a movie podcast you know as, as someone who's not you know i'm not a self-professed movie buff in any sense uh i've, I've seen a lot because i you know was a uh, roommate in college with a lot of guys and cuz we had this high school group and you know I kind of got kind in in the movies that way but uh, it's not it's not necessarily my thing and yeah. i understand from talking to movie people for you know the better part of my life now like there's nothing special happening with the cinematography of this the camera work is you know it's all the same soft lighting kind of stuff uh there's there's nothing special happening with the script right you know that there aren't you know a, there aren't just a, a ton of really moving. Uh, I, so you said you watched it with your wife and your daughter. I, yeah. I also watched this with my wife and my daughter. My son was in the room playing a video game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, it, so this is kind of the first romantic comedy that my daughter watched. I've got some fun stuff to share about that. Oh, uh, good. I I mean <laughs> but um, you know, I, in talking to my wife about it and everything, we, uh, we realized that she, my wife, had never seen Jerry Maguire. Okay. And so yeah. we, we watched Jerry Maguire two nights ago, you know, like after, right after basically um, uh-huh. we watched this again and it was the first time. And, and it is full, of, you know, it's a Cameron Crowe film. It's full yeah. of dialogue that is gripping, you know, yes. like it pulls you in. Who cares who the actors are or whatever? Like, you know, it's, it's just as good as an audiobook as I think it is a movie, right? Uh-huh. Um, this, this isn't that, the, this, no. this, the dialogue's not special. The, Like I said, the camera work's not anything special. The, you know, the acting outside of Sandra Bullock and some really wonderful uh, performances by uh, Glennis Johns, right? Uh, Peter Boyle. Like you know, the 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 humor of it plays very well. I think still. Um, But but outside of that, I mean, it's it's also not. I don't know. It's not a it's not a hardcore comedy that that leaves you rolling. You know, it's it's got some good you know belt. belt chuckles in it and and that's it right i mean i i'm with you there's not a lot film wise to really discuss here right um, except for i think the the things that make it kind of unique as a rom-com uh which is you know in in my watching it or whatever you know the the role that family plays Mm mm-hmm in this rom-com makes it special and paved the way for other movies like my my big fat greek wedding You Uh know, would have never existed had we not had a while you were sleeping first
0: yeah i i would even uh argue uh even though i actually never saw home for the holidays but also there's the other one the family stone Um, Which I'm not like I remember seeing I just can't recall a whole lot about it. But a lot both of those movies are playing off very much of this family aspect and the holidays. And I'm sure they had to be influenced by this movie (laughs) in that way. Yeah, definitely. And that was something I picked up a lot uh, on this film, and I I think is probably the one of the bigger takeaways is the power of family. I think as you get older, and especially as you integrate, you know, into your spouse's life and have your kids and all those things, uh, it definitely has probably a stronger, uh, you know, we connect to it stronger now than when we initially saw it when it came out, you know, Uh, because it definitely. I could I could not necessarily relate to uh, Sandra Bullock's character of Lucy uh, so much, but I I get the like oh of her being you know so lonely like you get that aspect because you know when the holidays run around come around now you think you think of those people who are sick or you know uh, when people are – had I mean I think definitely when COVID was running rampant I mean <laughs> you were thinking about like everybody you know like yeah that was like a pretty lonely you know holiday and I couldn't help but think of think of that time you know so that definitely is I would say still holds up in that sense you know in this movie
1: absolutely i you know i and and I love that you pointed that out you know we uh, I think we talked about it everybody had their own you know, kind of, kind of battle with COVID, but we definitely had a a friend who was very good at vocalizing to us that like her, her experience as a single woman was just radically different from our own and her struggles were different from our own. And I, I wonder, you know, I wonder what how she might identify with, or, or have identified, especially right coming right out of quarantine, kind of when everything started to reopen or whatever, with with this idea of like I just want to be in the room while people are opening up presents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, which is which is the mo- you know the point in the movie where I think I think we we should as an audience fall in love with what's what it's trying to do.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. So another thing. And when you start this, it seems so obvious and you, you might disagree with me here, but I couldn't help. I was like, why don't people consider this as a Christmas movie? I never hear of this movie, like popping up on the, you know, every year it comes right yeah. out, What's your favorite? Like, w- was that kind of a, maybe a surprise to you?
1: I think, I think it probably, it has a place there, right? I think yeah. it's because they don't sing a single carol in the movie. Is that a thing?
0: Well, you know, that that could be a possibility because and we'll talk a little, uh, a little bit later about the soundtrack. But the soundtrack itself is if you bought it off the shelves, it's just the score. Of someone who made a playlist on Spotify that had, threw a couple of songs in there that I'm sure played at some point like of Christmas music. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's not quite like in your face, maybe uh, as other Christmas movies are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely I mean, the whole setting is like right before Christmas, like through New Year's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, it's right there. And I just thought that was really funny. Like, I mean, this is def- it seems almost right, like a perfect, you know, perfect film just to throw on during the holidays. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, totally. I, I see totally. Very safe. Right. So, so part of uh, and and again, we'll, we'll get into uh, this maybe a little bit more as we go. But you know, part of why I think it it was still enjoyable to watch. Well, part of it is because I found out also my wife can pretty much quote the whole movie. I had no oh, idea okay. she would seen it as many <laughs> times, as she has. But was I mean, you know, discovering it's great. We've been married for fifteen years now, and discovering something <laughs> like that. Uh, you know shared interest in a Sandra Bullock film. You know, we'll we'll leverage that, I'm sure, again in the future. Uh, but the the idea. Um, that that i could watch it with my my daughter who's who's young and uh you know my son who's even a little bit younger and and didn't really need to feel like i needed to stop the movie at any point and explain something or or you know kind of kind of apologize as a parent for something (laughs) right but yeah "Mm, we don't really make that joke anymore you know like that that kind of stuff that happens so often when we go back and re re rewatch um older films now i think uh you know, there was none of that. It it was a it was a very safe film. It was a very enjoyable film. Uh, the you know the jokes are are lighthearted. Nobody's really attacked. Uh, you know, in the film, I think uh, even the even the really blatant stereotypes that get made uh, with Joe, you know, Joe Italian. <laughs> <laughs> why,
0: why don't you go out with me? <laughs> yeah, a, I'm a, a horrible. I, so I I don't do impressions very well, but it's like. <laughs> yeah i was i was just like i almost appreciated uh so the actor's name is michael raspoli i mean at least you know his last name kind of fits with the character a little bit but he plays joe jr lucy's like neighbor who constantly goes out with him to the film's credit they stuck with him you know what i mean yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was kind of like you know like at least you're like you know if we're gonna have a character like this we're just gonna go with it and even even maybe like his character kind of wore me down by the end where I was like, oh, it's Joe Jr. Look at him. He's so silly. Throw him in the closet. Who cares? <laughs>
1: but, I, I love that. Yes, he could have been five minutes in, you could have seen the plumber's butt and that could have been the end of Joe Jr. And, you know, yeah. that, that would have been fine. But yeah. we don't. I, I think the movie does a great job of kind of making everybody lovable, right? It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. This, this woman who has has created a, a space around herself that, that, you know, she's her, her view, her kind of positivity and and warm and loving view of the people around her is infectious and, and becomes what, uh, I don't know, the, re, the reason to to watch the movie and the reason to rewatch the movie, if, if it's been a while.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we talked, uh, we mentioned how much, you know, Sandra Bullock, like obviously, carries this film she's wonderful in it she's delightful uh she just knows she's she's such a good actress because you connect to her because she makes herself um i mean really seems like a real life person you know um that you would run into but you're clearly like watching a hollywood star <laughs> so uh but as far as the uh, the family itself i mean and you kind of mentioned them but especially i mean peter Boyle's always been amazing actor i've always liked so him good. uh you know jack warden as saul very good glennish johns i mean they did really good casting these this family around her um um <laughs> it's it funny to see peter gallagher even though he uh, i read a little bit that like to be convinced like to be a convincing coma patient, he actually slept through a lot of those scenes because he, which, you know, but uh, you know, he gets a little bit more things to do, like kind of the end, but he's a, he's a very active actor, you know? So it was kind of funny to see him with not as many wrinkles, I guess this time. Yeah. Uh, But were there any performances that like stood out to you besides Sandra Bullock? I mean, you 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 said
1: it right. I, I I mean, we could go down the list. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, Peter Boyle, Glenn Johns, um, Jack Warden. I think, uh, you know, Jason Bernard that that plays the like Jerry, the the boss.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, the voice yeah. of
1: reason in yes. the film, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: The one that that plays the role of the audience, you know, watching and like trying to set this right. Um. I, I think I think they they do a great job. Oh, Michael Riswoli with the, Joe Jr. Uh, I think they they do a, they all do an excellent job. You, the the one that's missing is Bill Pullman. I Bill Pullman in this film. I <laughs> in on one on one level. It really works because it really draws the attention to what I'm saying. I think the point of the film is, which is, it is not about the the romantic connection between these two individuals, but it is really about, you know, finding a family and mm-hmm. and falling in love, you know, and, and 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 making sure that the person, you know, I don't think there's uh, like we just mentioned uh, Jerry Maguire, right? Uh, uh-huh. which, the 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 scene where they talk about stealing the pooty from the single mother or whatever. Right. Like that, like it's not about the, the kid, right. It's Uh, not about the family, but the family is, is as much a part of it as the Uh partner is. Right. And so I think, I, I think Bill Pullman does a good enough job that we don't, you know, we're not looking for Peter to wake up and be the love interest. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, a lot of his part is just super awkward to watch, awkward to listen to. Um, you know, I I don't know, Nathan. It feels like you or I playing opposite of Sandra Bullock for a lot of the movie, yeah. and, But not in a way that makes me feel like I got a chance. Just an awkwardness.
0: <laughs> well, he in this, I'm just kind of reading into, but like kind of reading a little bit about this background of this movie. There was a lot of uh, potential both in her role, Sandra Bullock's role and his, like there was a lot of potential names. I think this was a script that had been floating out there for like a really long time. And they kept on trying to get different actors and stuff like that. And it might, this might be reading too much into it, but it, it almost maybe kind of feels like they, because they couldn't get certain actors, Bill Pullman became the actor. And so, that it, you right. know, yeah. That's right. Nathan. Yeah. Um, and I know that might seem too much, but I really don't like, if you read kind of history of this film, it kind of very much like feels like, okay, we got this, you know, we got the production schedule schedule. We got to go with somebody, you know, Bill Pullman, like we've said, great actor, you know, kind of good actor. And the one thing I did like about his character, I do like that. You like from the get go, know that he like is into her. I, I did enjoy that aspect of his performance of like, just when you, it's like so obvious, like when a guy, you know, likes, you know, likes a girl yeah, when he's
1: watching her sleep on the couch. Is that what you- <laughs> Well, I
0: forgot about that, but more so like in their kind of, their interactions are just, I, I liked how he was always kind of bugged by either, you know, whether it's like Je- the Joe jr. Character, the jealousy aspect and, um, you know, uh, you have a brother, uh, I just have a sister, but I, I like to, I did like the kind of family dynamic because of most siblings that you find they're like completely opposite of one another. Um, and so I don't know if you can relate to that at all, but I, I like that. I like that. He would know that she was like no way engaged, you know, to yeah. this guy, you know, to the man he knows at least, yeah. you know, but um, would, yeah, my, you... my
1: brother and I definitely don't go for the same type, so that's...
0: yeah. <laughs> what what did you like the scene between him and Peter Boyle when he finally tells him uh, that he doesn't want to be part of the family business?
1: Oh yeah, I mean you know the it's another like uh, kind of anti Disney princess, you know, like like fantasy of the rom com kind of thing that I think I really respect the movie for, which is you know, they, they're not holding out hope that the other's gonna make a change or something. Like they're very honest with each other in part of the movie. And, I, what I love is like, there's that scene where they kind of like kind of break on each other and they're like, here's what's wrong with you. Here's what you've been <laughs> needing to do for the last several years and haven't ever, you know, uh, manned up to do or, or womaned up to do or whatever. And And, you know, they give it to each other. And then like the next scene that we see them in, their relationship hasn't changed really, right? Like there's a there's a kind of honesty that creates a sense of integrity, like implies a sense of integrity in those characters that I think is really hard to build for a lot of movies.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if you follow what I'm trying to say. Is this yeah, like you know, there are some people like they got to a point where they could be real with each other. You know, there's. I think my wife and I ended up talking a lot about um, the. Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but follow me; no. it'll circle back. So they, they go on a bit they go on the walk, right? yeah uh, let, let me walk you back or whatever it is. I don't, I don't even know remember what the, what sets it up but then they you know they walk by the river and they you know th- there's the ice slipping scene at the yeah. end yes. and we talked about this my, my wife and I because we were talking about like there's not a lot in the film that feels like there's a lot of chemistry like they're they're really like longing or looking into each other's eyes deeply or what there's not a lot of that. And, and my wife was like, well, by the time they get to the eye-slipping scene, you know, like, it's very clear that, that the relationship... And I'm like, no, no, no. I, But that whole scene, and maybe this is a direct a director thing, you know, uh, what's-his-face uh, turtle top? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a thing that, you know, it hit the cutting room floor and it just worked out. Um, I, There's a lot implied there, right? There's a lot of those, like, early... Maybe it's not everybody's experience, but certainly my experience, early in the relationship there's that this, we click, right. We, we can sit and talk and, or walk and talk or, or whatever and like lose track of time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and through that conversation, we are bonding and we are connecting with each other. And like, I bring my life experience to that little montage, right. That short Uh clip of, of let me walk you home. Here we are at the river. Now we're slipping on ice that I bring to that You know, I bring to the film. Time has elapsed here. That was a long walk with a lot of conversation. They're very cold at the end, but it doesn't matter because they've bonded through this conversation. But the the movie doesn't really give that to us. And I wondered, I you know, I asked my wife. I'm like, I you know, I wonder if people who didn't bond with with their significant other that way, if Mm. if they don't bring the same context to that or or get it, you know, yeah, this couple doesn't work for them. Yeah. Um. I said I was going to bring it full circle, and then I kind of forgot how we were we were connecting. I, I, I think it's I think it's about trying to understand the, the the relationship that Bill Pullman has, uh, you know, and, and the believability of that character. I think is there's a there's a honesty to it that is not about trying to make it feel like a fairy tale romance. It mm-hmm. feels like the development of a very kind of you know solid start to. Uh, what you know maybe is a healthy marriage I, who knows you know like <laughs> yeah. 95 to you know, 20 maybe they're still going I don't know
0: <laughs> well you, you mentioned the kind of uh, the slipping on the ice uh, scene yeah. slippery here Come on. Okay. Uh, got this far you little little You gotta watch a
2: little ice so um you gonna go see Peter tomorrow
1: oh. whoa <laughs> whoa wow,
2: <laughs> wow. Right. Do not uh, take me with you. No, it's alright. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In Oklahoma, we 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 get uh, there, you're, you can at least count on one or two winter storms like during this, but you know there are a couple of days, and so I don't have tons of experience with ice, but uh, enough to just almost be bugged by that scene because certainly with them being in Chicago it's almost as if they have never lived in the city before <laughs> but but it's a re- it is a really cute scene uh but were there any other uh scenes that uh, you connected to or even uh Rihanna because you mentioned I uh she was quoting a lot to for me I just I didn't pick up a lot on a lot of quotes in this movie but it, was there anything that stood out to you
1: yeah i think the being able to quote the whole thing was less about being able to quote the whole thing and more yeah. about or you know about how quotable yeah. the movie was and more about just right. she likes the movie and has watched it a number of times and right you know, gotcha yeah, gotcha yeah can, can go there uh, apparently she also did um the monologue uh at the very beginning of the movie where uh sandra bullock is talking to peter you know it's, it's in the hospital at the very beginning and and goes into the you know have you ever fallen some uh, in love with someone you mm-hmm. haven't even talked to like that apparently she did that monologue and drama
0: and oh okay
2: yeah
1: yeah uh so she, she, yeah she she knows a lot of it. it doesn't have to do with how well it's written it just has to do with yeah uh, her, her knowing it well you know i we talked about the scene where they were opening presents mm-hmm. and i and i think that very much feels like where the movie starts to make sense yes right? yeah but again i i i, I think it is in that scene that you either get it and in, start in, enjoying it for what it is, or or you probably checked out and said this yeah. movie not for me.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, to catch you off real quick, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the website Letterbox was you know, essentially social media for, for films, and I'm on there a lot. And um, I don't do it so much, but a lot of people usually just leave like little one you know, one sentence reviews and they're real funny sometimes. I, I don't know who to credit this to, but when I went to this film and looked at the reviews, somebody ha- like had rated this like five hearts and their quick review was y'all, they knit her a stocking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then, it, you know, it perfectly, yeah. you know, and when you think about it, it's just like, oh yeah. I mean, they just, they're so loving and accepting of her just right away. It's just uh, no matter where you are, like in a relationship, that's like what you, you know, hope You know, when you start like dating that person and meet, you know, meet their family, that's that's the ideal situation that right away they would immediately knit you, (laughs) knit you a stocking to hang on the chimney.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. So I I tried to do this thing where I tried to write my own little synopsis. Um, I just had fun with it because I, I we kind of talked about if there's anything that I think is really weird about or uh, strikes me as odd about the movie is some of the scenes go a bit long or start a bit early there's a lot of like we're really showing that they pulled up in the car and got out of the car and walked into the house you know and it's like the pacing feels a little odd i I asked rihanna i was like do you think that's because they're expecting the audience to be talking about how cringy everything is you know all these all these relationships in the situation Um, yeah and you know we had a good laugh about that maybe maybe it's intentional but um it definitely doesn't feel like the kind of pacing that we're used to now um so anyway i i was having fun you know kind of uh uh typing something and i i included this really loving family so my my short synopsis is wage slave an ethically challenged cat lady with no living kin and severe issues communicating her intentions and a detailed account of recent major life events but with an exceptional sense of self-esteem is surrounded by terrible, but loving listeners <laughs> who don't ask many questions in anyway. here. That's what I put in my,
0: yeah.
1: they are, they, they just so open and willing to love her right off the bat. Yeah. Um, could could and, you write
0: and, the, could you write the intros for me for all, <laughs> all my movies? That was wonderful. <laughs> I
1: don't, I don't know maybe maybe if they all have enough uh, time devoted to uh, w- you know walking into the house, <laughs> <laughs> the family is loving to a fault. They're all loving to a fault, right? And, and yeah. that's a part of the appeal. And I think you know even trying to make it a little bit more believable and put myself in this world, um, I, I think the the expression of love that they give to her is is not even just about her, but about loving this member of their family who's kind of a butt.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe not kind of a, butt, like really a, (laughs) butt.
0: yeah. And I I think everybody has one of those in their family, you know? Yeah. And it's probably the wrong scene to have as my favorite uh, scene, but it's just a cutaway shot that probably a second unit director picked up and it's the paper boy. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, the paper boy who's delivering the newspapers and just completely just wipes out on the bike. Yes 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 i I mean it was so funny and so like i was just like i surely uh surely they did not that didn't wasn't meant to happen and i read about i mean it's always internet you know so it's always using the internet so who knows how factual this is but uh, i read that this was indeed an accident and the kid actually uh broke his wrist (laughs) but I I don't know if it it does in a weird way. It kind of really vibes with this movie though. Like, it's just kind of like, yep, we're just, you know, we're capturing what we're, you know, getting and, you know, it's just kind of, yeah. But anyway, I, I just found found that really. Yeah. I just found that really funny. Well, no, uh,
1: you may have named the one scene that my son will actually remember from the film. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe. We paused
1: it and rewatched it for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: movie musings. We were talking a lot about family. Um, I'm gonna go uh really kind of dark and deep here, but obviously uh Lucy, this character, a lot of tragedy in her life. She's very lonely at you know, at the beginning of this movie and during most of the time. So uh, when were you at one of your loneliest states?
1: Oh my gosh. Wow, <laughs> Nathan to brute hey I um, no I so I what's the podcast right you've got millions of listeners um, millions <laughs> I, uh, let me tell
0: you I can't keep up with all the feedback
1: I know I know. no the uh, end there's a there's a it's an honest answer there is a, a point where I was trying to become a teacher after graduation I was uh applying for and taking classes in Houston while still living in Longview. Um and and you helped get me through that year. Um but I was in a hotel. I had some like interview or something. I didn't get like a lot of them at that point because I wasn't certified or anything yet. But I, you know, I I was sitting in this hotel room by myself in Houston and like didn't have, you know, I just got out of high uh, college and didn't have very much money or whatever and was kind of like didn't go out and do anything in the city Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason had this like view of the city that was really great uh you know like see the whole skyline kind of thing and was just sitting and i turned off the lights in the hotel room and was like staring at this skyline and um i don't know man just like feeling it just feeling like what am i doing and yeah i'm here by myself and like there's no prospect really (laughs) nobody's buying yeah. what I got right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just sat there for a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if that's the same kind of tragedy, but it was definitely that no. same feeling of like, uh, you know, I want to go do things. I want to get a stamp on my passport, but, um, yeah, I, I can't see it right now. I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and just, just real quickly, you know, both April and I, we, we went to Baylor, we both graduated And both quickly did not have jobs, so we both ended up moving back to our hometown. And we're we're trying to find opportunities, but also kind of working a little bit in the meantime. And so, especially in Longview, there was not much to do. And I still talk about this all the time uh, because I don't know why it, it still kind of boggles our mind that like people like actively go to Chili's like all the time. Like the Chili's here in Norman, the parking lot is full all the time. I haven't been there in like so long. It's been so long, but anytime I see a Chili's, I just think of hey. hey, how much time we spent there because oh, yeah. there was nothing else to do in Longview. It was like the only establishment that stayed open past nine o'clock, and we would go, we'd sit in the bar and get the bottomless Tostito chips. And I don't know if we maybe we got a beer. I, I can't even remember. Probably not. But can we anyway. could
1: afford it? Maybe.
0: Yeah. And we just sit there like for hours uh, a lot. So that's what I always yeah. equate to chilies. But yeah, that was definitely, uh, I mean, I was glad you were there at the time. We just, for sure.
1: We just weren't cool enough to come up with a hit name to call it. Like one of our friends did. We, we didn't call it the red pepper grill.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, so now I'm going to turn it, you know, I made things really sad. Uh, so what's yeah. your, what's one of your favorite Christmas memories?
1: Oh, um, oh, man. Uh, when my kids, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I go to my kids first. I Then I jump to childhood. But let's, do, let's stick with the kids one. Um, man, as a dad, the first Christmas that I was really able to kind of set up Christmas morning the way that I really wanted to mm-hmm. uh, for, my, for my daughter and my son, I, I, we did like this teepee thing that we bought them and then like the toy the presents were inside or whatever um yeah i don't know like i i had a lot of fun with that and then you know was there of course when they came running in and didn't know what to expect and they were little i mean it was probably uh two and four or something like that um, yeah but it was yeah man that was that was that tops even the Christmas where I swear growing up, I got like everything I asked for. I got like a saxophone (laughs) and a bunch of superhero trading cards. And I don't, you know, like, I don't know, thought like, this is the best. And I, I still, I think, man, that even tops it getting to be the one.
0: Oh yeah. No, for sure. It, it it goes to a whole uh, new level when when you do have kids of your own, for sure. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but if you could pick one Sandra Bullock film that's your favorite, what would you – like if you're on a deserted island and you only had to have one Sandra Bullock film, what would it be?
1: What What is this? Is this uh, Is this Hot ones? Like the questions are getting harder as we go. <laughs> maybe.
0: Uh,
1: I got to pick one? Um, oh, man, Nathan. I, maybe Miss Congeniality.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Uh, I think it's the, I think it's maybe one of the better. Just, although I haven't rewatched that in a long time either. You know, we
0: watched it not too terribly long ago with Hallie, and like Hallie dug it. She really liked yeah. it. I mean, it was it was it's, it's still a very entertaining movie okay. to watch. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. It pick. is. It
1: is in my memory. I think. I think it it has to be that, or you know, I, I mean, it's a hard question because I'm kind of dumb for Sandra Bullock, right? So I like the movies yeah. that are not. I know they're not good films but I still enjoy watching Sandra Bullock in it like practical magic and 28 days. And, okay. you know, like i whatever. She can just be on screen doing whatever. And I'm just, thrilled I don't know. <laughs> well, um, you know.
0: That I have to throw out and I'm kind of cheating because I had my answer before I asked yeah. you, uh, but we loved it. And I, I still, I want to revisit it cause it's been a while, but, and it, we, Wendy and I went and saw the heat uh in the theater with her and melissa mccarthy and we i just we laughed so much during that and Hallie was a little younger at the time so it was probably one of those rare chances that we went and saw a movie and actually i remember it was like kind of one of the first theaters to have like the actual like recliners and you know order food like laid back you know so the experience was really good in the you know, full theater. So everybody was laughing. Uh, so I don't know if it completely holds up, but that is one. I just like, um, yeah, I, I've wanted to watch again, but I, I love the heat. Did you see that one?
1: You know, I, I, I don't think I did.
0: Oh, okay. You, you mentioned it was when
1: Holly was little. So I'm wondering if maybe it hit at a time where, yeah, where we were it, parenting yeah. and not, you know, yeah. Everything that came out. yeah. Yeah.
0: So definitely not one that you can watch with your kids. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, it, it came out in two thousand and thirteen, so okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, that was
1: Gwen, so we, we didn't see any of it, yeah, yeah <laughs> Rom-com rankings
0: the first one is the romantic chemistry between the leads. Uh, we've kind of hit it on a little bit. So one heart being lowest, five being the highest, Lucy and Jack, what do you give them? i give I give it a solid three, okay, that's what it's a, that
1: it's a solid three.
0: Yeah, that's what I did as well. And I think we could, I'm kind of speaking for you a little bit, but I I feel like we both can say, because maybe from some heavy, heavier lifting from Sandra Bullock's part. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She she brings that chemistry way up there. So (laughs) just kind of like, hey, Bill, just follow my lead and definitely this, yeah this, I mean, she's this, got
1: all the looks she's got all the right intonations and he is kind of this bumbling idiot i mean he just man there's one there's one moment that i can picture where he's in the van and this camera cuts to him and it follows he's not saying anything but he like makes this face and kind of twists his hands on the wheel or whatever and i'm like what are you doing
0: <laughs> oh um we kind of talked about it a little bit and you you mentioned as well but the the second category is the best friend aspect and so yeah. this is you know that kind of that support system uh you mentioned her boss yeah, being one of them jerry uh played by jason bernard i think also you would have jack warden who plays saul this kind of family friend i mean he's very i feel like both of them are kind of the uh, stand-ins for the audience a little bit, you know. Uh, but um, what would you rate this category?
1: Uh, Nathan, you're leaving out completely. I mean, I widely interpreted this as the whole family. This is a solid okay. Oh, I mean, the okay. Oh, okay. Friends as the people who wrap around to support through this whole, you know, kind of kind of wacky adventure of, yeah. you know, this burgeoning relationship. I think, yeah, they're they they make it right. I mean, you know, Sandra Bullock makes it, but they. They are what makes the film special and make it work and make it something that's worth, worth rewatching.
0: You know, I, I'm never, I, I never have a problem changing my initial feelings. Like as we recorded this thing and you you just saying that right there, instead of taking it as (laughs) kind of some individuals, you're right. I'm going to rank it five as well. Uh, I'm taking your lead on that. You're so right. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about the Saw character a little bit. Um, You know, uh, Jack Warren, who plays him, does a really good job. Um, he he really like throws Lucy out there uh, on a limb, uh, <laughs>
1: quite oh my a bit. Gosh. Yeah, it's completely like, lets her down. Yeah, yeah, Completely. Yeah. He he says it himself. Uh, Saul. He he says, "I'm a putz, right? Yeah. Take it take it from a take it from a putz. Don't be a putz." And yeah. and I think you know at, at that point that that's maybe the most redeeming thing we got going for Saul right there is he he has at least at least understanding of the fact that like he really dropped the ball here and,
0: and yeah yeah. yeah. So watching it, I was like, okay, I know I've seen Jack Warden before. What has he been in before? So you know, I do the IMDB thing. And I don't I this this movie, for better or worse, was a big part of my uh, teenage years, but he was the dad in Dirty Work, the movie uh written and starring Norm McDonald. <laughs> did you oh, ever yeah. see that movie? Yeah. yeah. So Only, with like... Only with you. Only <laughs> yeah so uh yeah uh anyway i was like oh yeah no I, I i bet he definitely wants to be remembered for this film other than uh rather than uh nerdy works <laughs> <laughs> um wh- well the third category i don't know if he had a chance i kind of talked about it a little bit earlier did you get a chance to listen to the soundtrack at all
1: i so i i didn't i didn't like go look up the soundtrack i rated it a one okay <laughs> I rated yeah. it one because, because, you know, you gave me, you gave me these categories ahead of time. And so, you know, I was looking for it. Right. Right. And right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Did you listen to the instrumental? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I would have put some of the instrumentals behind like Willy Wonka, like, <laughs> like this bumbling, like, or home yeah. alone or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it, a lot of it was the burglars in the house at home alone
0: yeah yes um so <laughs> I, i'm glad you did i i was probably being a little nicer i ended up rating it too now if you took some uh if you took some of the songs so i think it does play a big part at some point maybe the opening credits I can't, I can't quite remember but this will be an everlasting love by aretha franklin complete classic like really good and sprinkled through other are these kind of older holiday songs you hear sometimes one by ella fitzgerald so that's some of it but this i i I did listen to the score. Uh, It's by Randy Edelman. And I just quickly, I won't hit on all the movies he's done, but he, he, you know, I'm not a composer. So like, I I bet he is rich beyond belief because he's done a lot of movies, but here's just a couple of the soundtracks. Okay. Um, uh, Leap Year. um, Let's see. The, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Uh, okay. let's see 27 dresses, which we did actually cover, uh, on the film, uh, underdog, the like live action underdog, uh, oh, Ball, wow. balls of fury, the ping pong movie, yeah. <laughs> um, some big ones, <laughs> some big ones. So all that to say he's done lots of work, but like nobody's throwing on Randy Edelman in the back. Oh, black Knight, the, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, film. Uh, so like he, um, the skulls. Uh, now he did. Oh, oh the
1: skulls. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um. Anyway, yeah, Shanghai Noon. So you know, all movies that are very much like you know. Oh yeah, no, I know that movie, but like, could you pick out the music from it? Uh, no, you no, no, you can't. And you hit the note like, you should just. I mean, you don't have to listen to the whole soundtrack. You know, you can like flip through it really fast, but yeah, I mean, I, all I could think of was like a '90s sitcom, like, oh, they're slipping on ice, so let's like, I, I don't know, it's just like, like, yeah,
1: like borderline Looney Tunes instrumentation. There's this thing that strings do, and sometimes and the composers use where they like scoop the notes in the melody, and so it's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's that like kind of bumbling oath uh melody that we that that i think we associate with all that stuff I, yeah.
0: yeah i'm sorry i hope randy edelman fans don't come you know and like okay start, randy
1: you yeah are, you get hey get that money man show me <laughs> yeah. the money yeah i'm sorry that's, that's... <laughs>
0: I mean, man, Jerry Maguire had a really big uh, impact on it's in you, my head. So. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check out episode fifty-one uh, of our where we covered uh, Jerry Maguire, one of my favorite movies. Will so, do. Um, okay, so I, told you I was I won- behind. What's
1: that? I told you I was behind in watching. So I listening. Oh yeah, so yeah, I- yeah. I will. Yeah. I will.
0: Um, okay, so I'm really interested to see how you rate this uh, fourth category. So the chase scene or the declaration of love. Um, I feel like it could kind of be two parts. Uh, I don't know if you disagree with me. The wedding scene and the uh, hospital chapel, uh, leading to uh, back when Lucy's at her subway uh, subway toll booth. Um, so, what do you rate this?
1: Yeah, I so. I, first of all, I wrote my score for this category and then took zero notes. So I'm going to do this off the cuff. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. I gave it a five.
0: Oh, wow. I don't know
1: Why I gave it a five. I gave it a five because I'm 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 a, I'm a sucker for the, the, the twist on what expectations are. And so I think you, you hit it. It's a two-parter. I think it first and foremost, the fact that we're calling it a chase scene or a big declaration of love or whatever. I like, I think, I think it's a complete anticlimactic way of doing all of this. Right. I mean, she, the, first of all, nobody runs to the ceremony. She's late getting there or whatever, but nobody, nobody's like, you know, pounding down the door or whatever. We don't have the, uh, you know, uh, the graduate, you know, thing going on or whatever. Right. There's, there's no big interruption, but you know, she, she says her piece there and uh-huh. it is completely disruptive right? This, this little ceremony at the uh, hospital chapel or whatever goes completely off the rails. It turns into a massive thing. And she just kind of, and kind of slips out the back, right? <laughs> yeah. <And> yeah. <laughs> that That's the, that's the end of the story for her in her right. mind. Right. It's like, I've said, yes. I've said my piece. I've done the thing. I told him I loved him. Uh, You know, not that one, the other one. Right. And like, I, she's done. She's back in the thing. She's making her plans. Her plans involve she's going to quit her job. She's taking all those actions that they had in their moment of truth, right? So it's like again, it's not it's not waiting on the other person to change or anything. Like she's she's making her life changes. It it's not you know a, a super happy ending for her, but but she's she's moving on, right? She's doing her thing, uh-huh. and then here he shows up, and he doesn't just show up and and make this big elaborate again the, the script and the dialogue are not doing any favors they're, they're not carrying any of the load here what carries the load is that the whole family is there right yeah. and it's not it's not any you know he is proposing he does the thing he goes behind the booth he goes on one knee like you know uh um marcy what's it, marcy Elsie, Elsie tells tells him to do right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got to go in and do this. this. Is how it looks, right? He's doing it. He's doing it anyway. He goes down. He gets on one knee. He does the thing. But it, at the same time, like it is, it is the whole family proposing, and I think, I think that that resonates. That that feels like it does the movie justice for what it what it set out to do. You know, it sets it all up. It comes to a head uh, at the at the opening present scene that that it, you know she's looking to belong in this family, and then the whole family shows up to 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 make that happen.
0: I need to ask you a question. Get down on your knee. It's more romantic.
2: He's proposing
0: let him do it. I am letting him do it.
1: You know, if I can critique it at all, um, it's that we. I, I don't need the uh, denim weed. I don't need the what happens after that where they're on the just married on the L and you know, they talk about getting the stamp or whatever. I, all of that's stupid. Right. <laughs> I, I think, no, I honestly, because it really crushed. I, what I thought was a really strong scene. You know, he, she tells the story at the beginning of the movie about, uh, how did my dad know when my, he fell in love with mom and my mom said, or, or dad said he, she gave me the world. Right. And it's the yeah. globe. It's the actual globe. And then he gives her the snow globe with Florence in it, yeah. with the globe behind her in the shot, right? Yeah. Like, over her shoulder. And I'm like, okay, a little heavy-handed, but yeah, this is a nice way to tie this up. And then, yeah. you know, we go on to talk about how she's going just to get a stamp or what. I don't know. I didn't need any of that. Um, but no, I, I liked it. I liked the chase scene, the declaration of, because it wasn't, it didn't drop what the movie had set up. It, yeah. it finished it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the hospital scene—I mean, it, it, it works like once again, like for the for this movie. But it, it, I mean, it feels like almost like an episode out of like a Full House or something, which is all the like "ooh" and "hey" and like you know all that. You know, it's a little like it's yeah. definitely over the top. But like you mentioned, when she's in the toll booth and that ring comes in instead of the token, and when she looks up, and even that had been a while since I'd seen it. I mean, obviously, I knew like he was there. But when the whole family was there, I was like, Oh, I yeah, I was always like, Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a good move. So uh, I, I did give this like four hearts. I, I talked to four points because you he just mentioned it. That's why I laughed so much. The sub subway train with the just married sign on it, like you know, he didn't Really have? uh, Jack did not have a connection to the subway, really at all. Did she really? I mean, yeah, where she worked. I don't. Yeah, that was what you kind of dogged the last lines. I kind of liked the last lines and uh, tying it kind of into the movie. You know, Peter once asked me when it was that I fell in love with Jack, and I told him it was while you were sleeping. Yes, cheesy, corny, but I, I thought it was a nice way to tie it up. So um sure. but yeah the yeah the the just married son on the subway train i was like really but anyway uh so re- re-watchability uh what do you give this
1: i get i gave it a four okay uh so you know it's even after another watch like i don't know that it's a movie that i'm going to go around recommending to anybody yeah um but for a, i said it before for a movie from 1995 that i could watch with my whole family that I didn't feel like had any super racist or sexist or, you know, misogynistic mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, like yeah. They didn't have any big, big things in it that I felt like, mm, we really got to look past that to see what, the, you know, it was a different time or whatever. I, it, it all lands. I, I think the, the jokes, even, even, you know, not anything that they would have thought about when they were making the movie, but you know, some stuff really dates movies now, like, uh, you know, all the cars look old and everything, but like, I don't know how much they use like landline phones and stuff like that can sometimes like really get in the way now for me in movies of of uh. you know experiencing it as something more than than a really dated uh kind of historical film. Yeah, uh, and, and you know I I think they they avoided a lot of those pitfalls. Um, again, probably not intentionally, but it does, and and it feels like it could still be something that is relatable to now. You know, I I don't know I. Yeah. I, I think it high rewatchability, especially because I feel like it's it's so friendly, it's so accessible.
0: Yeah, um, if people are wondering, uh, you probably watch it this way. It's on Disney Plus, so it was especially as these streaming services start. They, they keep on dumping movies off their streaming services. So this one was actually pretty easy for us to find. And like you said, yes, you know, super easy to watch with the family PG. Um, and I, I wanted to touch, you mentioned it real quick, but yeah, I made a note at some point, I, I can't remember exactly how it plays in, but I made it the note that, Answering Machines really solved a lot of plot issues in early 90s movies. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. Um, Answering Machine. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think it's when it's left and like his actual fiance leaves a message or something. And that's like how we like learn about her. And I'm like, well, that was sure convenient. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, rewatchability. I gave it three and a half. Um, I will say, not quite as taken as I thought I would be by this film, but. um, like you said, I think the family aspect of it and Sandra Bullock's performance uh, really raises it up. Uh, so but
1: I'll, I'll I'll draw just a point of contrast real quickly because I'm I'm specifically thinking about or was thinking about when I was scoring it about like You've Got Mail. If yes. I tried to watch You've Got Mail with my kids, we would spend we would spend as long on the movie paused trying to explain how the internet used to work so that they would understand what even any of it meant. You know, like, I don't yeah. know, like, I yeah. just, there would be so much time invested in just trying to help somebody that wasn't around at that time to to understand what the movie was about. And this this movie didn't need a lot of that, right? Uh, you, you called it out with the answering machine. I, I all think it, also think it was accessible in the sense of, uh, you know, I talked about watching it with my daughter and she had some great lines. Uh, you know, so when when Sandra Bullock's leaving the hospital for the first time, uh-huh. Gwen's like, "Wait, stop, pause the film," and I'm like, "Okay, here we go. There's something happened that I missed, you know, and we're gonna have to explain to her." And she just looks over at us and she goes, "This is so messed up." <laughs> 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 Couldn't handle the relationship yeah. and the line and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And then and then after the walk home scene with her slipping on the ice and everything, uh, she once again she stop, stop the film, stop it. I'm like, okay, okay, let's, let's, what is it, you know? And they just finished slipping on the ice and everything. And she goes, I think it would be better if she were with him instead of Peter. (laughs) My daughter, my daughter is nine, almost 10. uh, Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe it makes me a bad parent or whatever. And then by the time they got to the wedding scene, she was completely upside down in the chair that she was sitting in, (laughs) like watching it upside down with her hands over her ears. Okay. she's like, she she said I I'm gonna have to play a game on the phone. <laughs> said, I can't watch. This.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so, um,
1: I, you know I don't know. I, she she was she was a part of it, right? She was able to follow the film and and enjoy it for what it was.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, real quick, tidbit. um, So I read that the original screenplay was uh, actually about a woman in a coma. And a man pretending to be her uh, to be her fiance. And uh, many studio executives thought that this was too predatory, and yes. one suggested reversing the roles. And once the script was rewritten, it got picked up by Hollywood Pictures. But yeah, it's funny that she made that note because, yeah, like, once again you know sandra Bullock, the perfect actress to pull this off but we didn't really even touch about the fact that just like how wrong this this whole movie is this oh, the whole, whole thing yeah yeah
1: I, you know and i i think for some reason that chime or that that rings a chord for me with like mel gibson what women want or he could is that where you could like hear their thoughts yeah, or something? yeah like it yeah. just doesn't work it just doesn't work in reverse yeah right, maybe that's I don't know. yeah Maybe that's sexist to me No. i recommendations mm. tv show ted lasso of course um, yes if you needed one more person in your life to recommend it to you millions of listeners <laughs> yeah uh, of this podcast um ted lasso is the one to watch but if you've got the apple plus uh, apple tv subscription or whatever don't sleep on severance before you cancel the sub yeah really Great. solid Good. amazing um not, not anything new, but uh, also uh, it's a little something different. Probably not a lot of your uh, people that you have on the show here um, uh, recommend video games. I've been playing through Hogwarts Legacy, and it is just a wonderful love story to the whole Wizarding world. So if you're a if you're a Harry Potter fan, or were at one time, uh, it's a it's a great enjoyable taste in that. Lots of Easter eggs, lots of fun things to pay attention to, and and kind of discover throughout the game. Um, Book wise, Three Body Problem was recommended to me in the past year. I I read the whole trilogy back to back uh, by uh, Liu Xinxin. It's a a Chinese author. It's all translated. Um, It's wonderful sci-fi. Really, really deep and heady kind of stuff, but really well done um, and and really unique and kind of uh, fresh perspective on things. So uh, Three Body Problem, gotta watch it. They also, uh, I can't remember what the Chinese, company is they they have released a series that you have to watch like subtitled or whatever it's not great but it, there is a series that I think you can watch all of on YouTube uh for free um okay. and then finally uh, I was gonna say just other movie wise did you watch it uh, across the spider verse yet
0: oh yes yeah um once again another podcast you get ca- episode you could catch up on we hit on did you already do it yeah, we oh, did. We yes, just
1: talking
0: about it. We just did a quick. It was like a quick ten minute discussion about the film.
1: Oh well, I I don't know what you said then, but I mean, my take is it. I think the whole trilogy is going to be the best Marvel superhero films. The way that the Lego Batman is the best Batman film. Yes,
0: yes. I think we will look <laughs> back on,
1: and I mean, the third movie hasn't even come out yet, but I think we're going to look back yeah. on the trilogies like th- that's as good as Marvel got.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh so episode 54 if people want to catch 54. up then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The, uh, there we go. No, you're good. So Sorry, uh, Nate, Yeah, no no. I I, I loved it. I, I thought I thought it was wonderful. Good. Uh so my recommendation is so I mentioned we we took a road trip uh through St. Louis and Chicago and so uh Winnie definitely she blows through audiobooks but she she picked this one from Curtis Sittenfeld. Uh, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, but cause she had read one of her other books. And so we listened to it. So I kind of laughed when I made notes about it because <laughs> this book actually came out in 2017. So it's not that recent, but I mean, I didn't know. I just listened to it, but it's actually, uh, it's a series of short stories, uh, but it's called you think it, I'll say it. And, um, anyway, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoyed this short, uh, the short story aspect of it i will say most of them are from the female female perspective there's a couple uh from the male perspective but at first i we didn't even know it was short stories and so i was kind of waiting for all these different characters can to connect <laughs> they never did <laughs> and it was and it was the same it was the same female voice that was reading it you know so, oh yeah uh, yeah but um uh but Anyway, really good, especially it's a book that will really speak to you uh, if you're middle age around like we are. Um, but I will also front it with saying if you uh, if you listen to it. I uh, hope you feel kind of secure in the relationship that you're in because lot <laughs> of the short stories center around basically this crisis moment of with the uh, with the partner that they're with. So anyway, there I will say know. that. but okay. anyway, um I I, I I really dug it. it had been a while since I'd listened uh, to uh, or or I don't know if it's fair to say you read the book, um, but yeah. uh, anyway, I enjoyed it. But Whitney really likes that author, so um, anyway, it made me be like, "Oh, I, I, I would like to check out the other stuff." Say it again, Curtis. Did. Curtis Sittenfeld. Sittenfeld. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So- yeah, um, Well, so next week if we're not talking about, I keep teasing like there's all these summer movies I want to talk about so uh, I, I'm not quite sure when this episode will release Or, but for sure the next romantic comedy that we'll be talking about is one of the more recent movies on the list it's 2020 surprise Hulu hit Palm Springs starring Adam I, I said Adam, it's not Adam is it Adam Sandberg? Is it, that doesn't sound Adam Sandberg.
1: right. Yeah, that's right
0: it's adam i don't know why it's like it's adam adam just, yeah if it's not we're both wrong i know i don't know why andy it's andy sandberg so oh yeah Stupid adam Sandler, Andy stupid
1: yeah, yeah.
0: this stupid auto correct cra- <laughs> so
1: that's all right you can cut yeah. it out and make us both sound uh, no it's andy,
0: andy sandberg andy sandberg i was like <laughs> that is not right okay uh but anyway we'll be done i might leave that in that's kind of funny but uh because i love andy sandberg that's why i was like that's yeah. not right but starring him uh Kristen Melody and jk simmons it falls at number 45 on the list did you happen to see uh palm springs
1: you know i didn't but while we were you know whatever i was looking up random rom-com stuff i'm not a big rom commer uh but uh i should have led with that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't forget. You my gotta get me on for something that I'm good at, Nathan. Because I, I, you know, uh, I, I, like, I know musicals and rom coms. I know. I'm recommending Harry Potter and sci fi to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but it was on a list of like uh, kind of indie yeah. uh, rom coms that you know put a put an interesting twist on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, On the rom com format, and and so it's it's on my list now of like, oh, no, I, I missed that one. gotta check it yeah. out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you you should. Once again, it's not one to watch with kiddos in the room, but uh, yeah, I loved it. So I'm excited to rewatch it um, because it was one of my favorite from the year. Uh, It's hilarious. Kind of takes a spin on the Groundhog's Day kind of concept of things, uh, but it, it is really good. So I, and if you have Hulu, you know, it's up there and you can watch it. So, uh, that'll be fun, uh, to talk about that movie. So, as always, uh, check out life.com for episode reviews and more. If you love this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. This really helps us, uh, according to Abel, build upon our millions and millions of listeners. <laughs> so, Five hearts, y'all. Five hearts. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thanks again so much, Abel. Uh, we, Thank you. I, I I'm not quite sure what the runtime is this uh, because we know each other so well. Uh, we may have been talking about this movie longer than the movie itself, <laughs> and I don't know if while you were sleeping deserves that kind of treatment. But we did it. Well, thanks, thanks for doing this, and uh, thanks again to all our listeners.